With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's go to the BetQL guest line now. I'm bringing in someone who is not unhinged, who is perfectly normal, who's going to give us some trends and some things we should look for in Super Bowl 57. I'm talking about Ben Brown, who does betting and data for Pro Football Focus. Ben, good morning to you. And I, I was hoping you could explain to me, because when I hear, like, you're very good at what you do, but when I hear betting and data, like, I imagine you in a room with, like, 17 computers and like asking questions to chat GPT and just going crazy here. So when you look at things, what is your process here? Yeah. So I I don't have 17 screens. I do live in my parents' basement still. So there is a little bit of, uh, you know, delicacy I'd say with that Uh, asking me to be unhinged. I don't know if that's going to happen either, but basically what I do is, a lot of the, you know, we, we, we call it like training or, or whatever, basically, right? Like, so you mentioned chat GPT-3, like for a long time, they fed that a lot of data and they trained model off that. And then what we're kind of interacting with on the, like the UI sense of the word is, is the prediction coming back from that model for what we kind of provided okay. as input. So the initial training part like I'm responsible for. So if you go to pff.com, you'll see, you know, a green line program that we kind of, uh, you know, predict where we would have the spread in comparison to where the betting market actually has it. And, and I train those models every week on PFF data and kind of update what the power rankings are saying, updated if there's any like scheduling quirks and things like that. And then that kind of like predicts out the numbers that we have available based on some of that PFF modeling that we've previously done. So we do that for spreads and totals and money lines. We do it for some player prop categories uh, and are kind of trying to continue to, you know, expound and offer more of those offerings for people to not necessarily just have to listen to me go off on, you know, unhinged rants about betting and instead can kind of try and find the data and insight from themselves yeah. without needing, you know, me as an intermediary, I would say. Yeah, the only way I'm paying attention to numbers and models is if I can make some money off of it. And if it's a way to tie it back into sports. So what is the model or whatever it is, say about the Super Bowl? Who does it like? Yeah, so we, and I know it was kind of an interesting discussion about like where, you know, books were kind of opening up this number at. Um, If we kind of assumed, I would say what we, you know, full health for both teams, both quarterbacks, the Chiefs, you know, wide receiver unit and everything else, we would actually probably agree with where, you know, books like Circa and some others open it up with the Chiefs minus two and a half. Um, we do, I would say, kind of cater towards the quality quarterback play and having Patrick Mahomes is very much, you know, a big determinant in the way in which we kind of arrive at some of our power rankings. So having him in the fold and at full strength, we do feel kind of tilts it in the Chiefs direction. But that's very much not the reality right now, right? Even though Patrick Mahomes is playing, like I still think there's some consideration about how effective he's actually going to be. Uh, you know, the, their wide receiver unit as well. Like I think they're going to struggle to separate and and, uh, and be able to actually kind of win underneath against a really good Eagles secondary. So there are some 
you know, ulterior considerations that everyone kind of wants to take into account outside of a modeling perspective. And I think when you look at some of those things, uh, you know, the, the Eagles, I would say, in some ways look like the best side from my perspective. We're talking with Ben Brown, betting and data for Pro Football Focus. Find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Ben Brown. So, Ben, that leads me into my next question, which is obviously you do with a ton of numbers here, but how do you measure things or is there a way to go about it for things that you can't really quantify? Like we don't know how much Patrick Mahomes' ankle is is going to bother him. Like we know he's not 100%, but he's healthier. Things, Or maybe there's a gut feeling or something that you see that you really can't enter into the computer. How do you, how do you account for those things? Yeah, very much so. So I do think getting that like base of where you kind of expect things to happen if everything's kind of, you know, normal is very much a good exercise. But football is a weird sport, right? And a lot of weird stuff happens every single game and in a lot of different instances. So what we have kind of moved towards more so than, you know, this this modeling approach that we've been discussing, which I would very much classify as like a top down modeling approach we're taking two teams power rankings, the first and second best team, you know, in football and how they do in every single facet of play and then predicting out from there, you know, a spread that's slightly different than where the bookmakers are. Instead, we're kind of, we're trying to build new processes that arrive there going from like the bottoms up. So instead of we predict down and, and get that spread differential, we are kind of, you know, building up a simulation where we spit out kind of every single play. And then from there, if we can simulate out every single play, we can do it over a big number of uh, sample sizes. And from there, we do see, you know, a number of iterations where, you know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a really quality game, right? And where where do the Chiefs end up if Patrick Mahomes kind of has like a bottom 50th percentile game, bottom 25th percentile game? And we can kind of see, you know, his play impact their overall performance and where that actually lands with the final score. So those are some of the things that we're seeing um, and working on right now and still trying to refine and get that out to the public-facing you know, users and consumers and stuff like that. But I also think it helps us, you know, kind of understand different scenarios for how this game can play out. And and if the Eagles are leading early on in the game, like how often can they actually end up winning and those sorts of things. So it answers a ton of questions for us. And I also think it helps us, you know, better, better at least, uh, I would say, handle some of the weird scenarios that happen in, in any football game. Okay, so what do the numbers show on some of these props? Because I do feel like maybe that is one way you can use the numbers to your advantage. And as someone who sounds a lot smarter than me, let me look off your homework. What do you got for us? <laughs> so so one spot I've been riding quite a bit, and I do think the market moved against me, but Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, I think he was at under 48.5 receiving yards last week, opened up at 32.5. Obviously, there is a little bit of injury concerns, but he has actually moved up to 38.5 receiving yards. The main thing for me, I think, is that people think he's going to be the the matchup that the Chiefs absolutely need to win and it, from a slot perspective, right? Because I do think the outside cornerbacks for Philadelphia, like everyone understands they're going to be really good whatever Chiefs receiver is going to be running against them isn't going to be heavily targeted, but the guy in the slot against Devontae Maddox could be the spot outside of Travis Kelsey that they really need to win. But Smith-Schuster, I would say, hasn't really been that guy since Kadarius Tony's been in the fold. He's been at a you know snap route percentage in the slot under 40% since week 10. So I still think that they they find Kadarius Tony ways to get involved and manufacture him some targets, and we do see Smith-Schuster still along the outside a lot more. So I do think... Going under him on like 38 and a half receiving yards, I know it's creeping up a little bit further, but 
Uh, him to go under in a game that I'm kind of leaning on the under anyways, and I do think is probably you know the correct side if you do want to actually win some money betting on this game. Do do kind of target some of these under opportunities. So I like Smith Schuster to go under. I also like Patrick Mahomes to have a relatively clean game. Uh, I don't think he's going to throw an interception. So him to go under 0.5 or not to throw an interception uh, is also a player prop that I'm really getting on board with. And then, you know, a, a couple of guys that I think could exceed expectations. I did mention one of them, but Kadarius Tony, that's, that was kind of the key injury for me on whether he was actually going to be able to play. I very much think he's the second most dynamic playmaker that the Chiefs have, and I very much think that they have to get him involved early and often. He was, I would say, you know, getting a number of high valuable targets in that in that conference championship game, and I think he's going to kind of slide back into there. So him to go over his, you know, like alt receiving num- yard- yardage numbers at like you know forty plus receiving yards is a spot that I really like. Uh, him as well especially if you kind of think the Chiefs are going to be playing from behind and very much I would say probably have to be throwing the football in order to win so those are a couple uh, there's a lot of good ones I know I've heard you know a a couple ones that I definitely agree with you know from you guys' perspective as well. Ben one thing I love about big games being in football basketball whatever is that from time to time we'll see a player that no one anticipates have a huge game someone that comes out of nowhere is there someone that you like in this game and doesn't mean they're going to be the MVP, but someone that maybe isn't someone we're talking about like Patrick Holmes or Jalen Hurts that based on what you're seeing could surprise us. Yeah, so I do think Justin Watson is kind of intriguing. Didn't play in the conference championship game because of illness, but was kind of taking over, uh, I would say, like the deep target routes for the Kansas City Chiefs more so than Marcus Valdez-Scantling. So I could see him, you know, putting up a 40 or 50-yard touchdown and very much kind of, not necessarily being the MVP, but very much being like a reason why the Chiefs were potentially su- successful in kind of coming back and winning this game. So I like him quite a bit. And I also, I, I don't know if he's as under the radar as he was a few weeks ago, but Kenneth Gainwell, I think very much looks like the most dynamic back to the Philadelphia Eagles. I think, you know, he he has gotten a high snap share and rush attempt share through the through the two games that they've had in the playoffs. A lot of that was because of the blow up, but I very much think he's earned his opportunities, and I think he's very much going to be involved, even if this one stays close. So him to score, you know, at any time touchdown, getting up to that plus, you know, that three to one range or something like that, uh, is very much the spot that I can buy into as well. Especially if you do think the Eagles are going to be kind of playing at least a little bit from ahead, uh, he's going to get a number of the rush attempt shares and has shown some propensity to, you know, break off a long chunk as well. So I do like Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, and Justin Watson, I would say, on opposing sides to maybe, you know, make some more noise more so than kind of the, you know, the, the stars that we very much know are going to show here in the Super Bowl. All right. So just a couple minutes left, but you base your analysis on numbers. The Internet bases their analysis on memes. And it looks like somebody, quote unquote, leached the script for the Super Bowl. And it has the Eagles winning 37-34. Do you agree with this score? Do you think the script was leaked? I do not think the script is weak. It was leaked, unfortunately. I, I think that's way too high of a score, to be honest with you. If I, I, uh, you know, everyone plays like these games, square games, everything else, guess the final score. I'm looking at like a, you know, a 27-24 game, maybe even, even lower than that. Like, uh, you know, I think if you go off the board a little bit and pick like 26-21, get some weird numbers in there a little bit, like that's kind of the approach that I would take if you're trying to win one of these contests, but... Uh, I just don't see like a 71 point performance 
you know, coming up in the Super Bowl, I do think we're going to see a little bit of a choppy start from both offenses when that happens. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be, I would say, kind of a fight to actually get some of these touchdowns scored in the second half. So I'm going under. Uh, I know it's not fun or appealing or, or meme worthy or anything like that, but <laughs> hopefully I think that's the way that you can make the most money betting on the Super Bowl here. Yeah, and I'm telling you, the under is hit in the last seven playoff games we have seen this season, so that may very well be the right side. He has Ben Brown betting and data for Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF under Ben Brown, underscore Ben Brown. Ben, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good luck on your bets this weekend. Uh, enjoy the rest of your show. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.